welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Mali Panpadit, and our guest today is Alexandra Boycek. Originally from Romania, Alexandra came to the United States in 2012 to pursue her dream since childhood to live and study in the Big Apple, New York. She studied at the Spanish American Institute in New York City and after that moved to Alexandria, Virginia. Alexandra has been an integral part of Empowered Women International, or otherwise known as EWI, their growth and development over the past four years. She has played many parts here, from volunteer to intern to student to program manager, and to her latest role as regional program director. Her experience in these various positions give her a deep understanding of the nuances of EWI and allow her to respond to the needs of their clients with agility and and grace she needs to support these women. I'd love to share more about uh, Empowered Women International, and I welcome you, Alexandra, to our podcast. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me today. You're very welcome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the personal journey first, because I know we have so much to share about the uh, wonderful and powerful work of EWI. Um, But let's talk a little bit about your journey. You know, you said that this was a dream since childhood. What was your fascination with the Big Apple and how did that all begin? Yes. Yeah, so um, since I was a little girl, I've been dreaming about United States and uh, America. And I don't know exactly why. Something fascinated me. I think how everything was so organized. You know, we grew up uh, watching movies always and see such a big, you know, organized world where everything is at its place. It always fascinated me. Big Apple, I think... I think that's every little girl's dream. I don't think it's just uh, mine. And when I first came in um, 2011, in my first summer, uh, I was still in college and I came with a program called uh, Work and Travel. I was working in um, Ocean City for the summer and then I went to travel a little bit. And I remember that I didn't do a lot of money that year, uh, that summer, because it was a little bit hard, you know, till I adapt and figure out how the work scene is in, uh, in here in the United States. But I remember that I put every little money that I had and I went and I stayed one week in New York. And that week in New York, it, it that's when everything changed in my life. You know, it was like to grow up with imagining and seeing something and then actually stepping on the same streets, you know, and going in the same places, that those type of moments are really hard to describe. Especially that when I was dreaming about New York as a kid, I never thought I would ever had the opportunity to come. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, born uh, while there was still communism in my country and grew up in post-communism area, you know, traveling that far, airplane and stuff like that. It was a little bit out of reach well, to what- think about 
What did your family and your community think about just the the idea and the request to come to the United States? And then when you actually did it, what was that? What were the reactions? Yes. So it was a mixed uh, reaction, to put it this way. My family was really, really happy for me. And my parents, even to this day, push me. And, you know, they always say, whatever you think, Alex, is better for you. Because they saw that dream in me since I was a kid. And especially my dad, I think he lives vicariously to me by mm-hmm. being here. So it made, it made them really proud that I wanted something and I went for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of my friends were a little bit skeptics. You know, why are you leaving? What you don't like about our country? Why you're not happy here? And, you know, it's more like a little bit like skeptical because they care about me and because, you know, they wanted me there. Right, right. Well, you came to the Big Apple. You said everything changed for you then, and you yes. uh, found some found some work there. And what what was your overall impression of the city? Um, and was it difficult for you? Did did it? You know, how did you kind of trans transcend into really the American way of living, whatever that might be for you? Um, in the Big Apple, and then what really inspired you, or what was the opportunity that led you to come down here um, in the Washington, D.C. area? Yes. Well, the story is actually a little bit different. That summer, that the first summer that I went uh, to visit New York, I was there as a visitor for mm-hmm. uh, a week, you know, so it was beautiful. It was the first time seeing. I remember being in love with Times Square, place that right now I cannot stand, you know, uh, Everything was beautiful. And I went back home because I was still uh, finishing my master. So I went back home for the year and finished my master. And then I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going back. I'm going back. And I came the following summer again with the same program, the college program, again for the summer in Ocean City. And when the summer wrapped up and my school was all wrapped up in Romania, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and try. And I applied for that school for the Spanish American Institute. They accepted me. I got my visa work uh, taken care of and I moved. I literally packed two bags by myself and moved to to New York City. I knew some people that I worked through the summer there and I lived with them. So when I moved to New York, I'm going to say like the first month was still irreal. You know, it was like so beautiful. It was like, I cannot believe that I'm so blessed to live here. Keep in mind that at that point I was still having money in my pocket, you know, right? <laughs> I was, I was still tourist, yes. you know, still seeing those things. And then I stayed there for a year and I want to say that New York is, it was, and it was for me a sour bitter experience. Mm. It was the best thing ever, but also it was one of the toughest thing that I ever had to do because I went there by myself and I was still, I was not yet that adapt to America and how do you do things here? Mm-hmm. You know, beer pong is funny. That is funny. And I was like, <laughs> what? Say what? No. You know, it's just it, that culture shock, you know, yes. it's like not that Americans are different and we are, you know, we all have different ways of how we do things. So I was not yet at that moment. So then I uh, remember that I got a job in a bar in Hell's Kitchen where 
it was a job, you know, it paid my bills and everything, but it was tough work to work in the bar till 4 a.m. and uh, seeing the people and how people act. And, you know, again, it was a sour bitter, you know, experience, but it made me the woman that I am today. I, I, I can say that strongly that New York and that experience there made me the woman that I am today tough and uh, going for what I want to. Wow. So, so uh, to continue. So yes. that was in New York. And then um, at one point I started being real depressed, uh, not medical, you know, just like mm-hmm. really upset because it was like, it wasn't what I planned. I was barely making end meet. And when a person migrates to a different country, you know, the whole point is for a better life, right? And to do something. And it was so tough on me. And I was like, I, I just can't, can't be here. I started to see how people in New York don't care about other people. You know, how I, I saw a little bit of the part of the people being fake for themselves. And I, I could not deal that, you know. Mm-hmm. My part that I knew about America was Maryland where everybody smiles, where everybody asks you, how are you, you know? Right. <laughs> so, and I was like, why are people? So it was a little bit too tough on me. And now I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my Maryland. I'm going to move back to Ocean City. Mm. So, yeah, I gave, I want to say I gave up after a year to New York. I was like, I, I can't do this. It's too, it's, it was hurting me mm-hmm. in some ways. In, in some ways it was hurting me. So I moved back for another summer and I didn't stay the entire summer. And I had a friend that was living in Alexandria and then I moved to Alexandria. And I'm a person that cannot stay more than two days without doing something. <laughs> so my first two days there, you know, I'm staying in his house, clean the house, you know, do one thing, another. And then I'm like, okay, I need to go. I need to do something. So I was uh, walking through old town beautiful i fell in love i was like this is this this is this is home you know it looked like uh european you walk their boutiques you know yes it's like oh my god this is feels like home yes so walking through old town i ended up to the torpedo factory beautiful and i was uh they were looking for volunteers and i'm like well i have experience in event planning from back home like can i do something i like i cannot stay without doing anything I need to do something. And I started volunteering at a torpedo factory and they assigned me with um, one one artist there. Well, the artist being an EWI alumni, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I worked with her. I helped her in her studio. I helped her a little bit with marketing because I studied marketing back home. And, you know, she saw that passion in me that I want to do something and everything. And she was like, you know what? I know a lady just like you from Romania that can help you. That being Marga Fripp, our founder. And yes. And she tried to put me in touch with her and she couldn't, you know, like being busy or something. I, I moved on. You know, I found a job in Old Town, like at a coffee shop, just simple. And then... Again, I was like, I need to reach out, you know, with somebody from my part of the world. You know, I just want to reach out to introduce myself. And it was hard to um, it was hard to get her. And then um, one day, one of the interns said that she's in the office but cannot take my phone call. Well, 
I just got dressed and in five minutes I was at the office knocking on the door like hello oh, that's <laughs> that's really awesome you just went for it I, I I've actually learned that in college when you do want something and you know looking for jobs or something you have to push it you have to insist you know yes. because that that proves a lot and in this case, it made the point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was busy, but I got there, introduced myself. I talked to her a little bit. Then I talked with um, the director of programs. And I was like, I want to get involved with what you guys are doing. I think it's great. I do have expertise in, you know, marketing, advertising, and accounting. Uh, and I would love to volunteer. Uh, at that point of my life, I was a little bit, I was working all good uh, at the coffee shop, but I felt like everything I um, did in college, you know, like all that type of work was vanishing away because in the last couple of years I was like working as a, in a coffee shop or in a bar, you know, right? and that was not making me happy. And I'm like, but I want to do more, you know, I, mm-hmm. I want to do something. So I was like, at least this way I'm not losing my knowledge, you know, when I practice and I learn more. So I started volunteer. The funny thing with this is that in my interview with the director of programs, she asked me, so where do you see yourself in five years? Which <laughs> at that point, I didn't know how to answer those questions, you know, because they're tactics and right. everything nowadays. Now I know. And I was like, I see myself in your in your place. I told, <laughs> I told her that as in like, you know, yes, I see myself in, in your place, like having a desk office, you know, like. Yeah a job doing something that I love, but I didn't mention that much. I was just saying, I see myself in your, in your, in your place. Well, look at now, cause it's four years this fall and I do have her job. <laughs> that's, you, know? you manifested it. Well, that's yes. great. I love that story because again, you know, I think it's really what people always hear about the American dream. I mean, it's not easy to, really figure out, especially when you're coming from a totally different culture, totally different land, totally different set of rules, and coming here and trying to navigate your way, especially all alone, and not having the community or support initially. I mean, that takes time. But I think it's such a beautiful story. And that's why I wanted to focus on your journey, because it really ties into the women in that you support through Empowered Women International, EWI. So we're going to talk now a little bit more about, you know, the journey that you've had. It makes it so special because you can relate to the women you serve. So can we talk about the mission of EWI now and the women, specifically their backgrounds and, and those that you serve? And how does that, you know, with your personal experience and with supporting these women, how does that ultimately help you do a better job as the regional uh, program manager, program director? Yes, definitely. So um, as you may know, Empowered Women International helps women to uh, start their own business or grow their own business. And we do that, that through a holistic model that we empower the woman through entrepreneurship. And we do that because we work with uh, immigrants, refugee, at-risk women, low-income women, women that have been through something in their life, you know, or they're starting from zero. They might have had a business back home if they're immigrants or refugees, or they always had a dream, but they do not know where to start. They do not have that support, you know, they do not have that guidance. 
also a lot of the women that we work are in between, I would say, 45 and 60, you know. So the way they know business are being done, it's different, yes. you know, right now. So they need that support. So I, I personally... I have a personal story, personal story here because I am an immigrant, you know, because I came here and I wanted to do something and I had no idea where to go and how to do it. You know, and going back to those days in New York is like I wanted to change the world there, but I had no idea what door to knock first. You know, yes, yes. I wanted to work. I wanted to do everything, but I didn't know where and how to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And. I didn't made it there. So mm -hmm. what helped me is I knocked on EWI's door, you know, and they created what I am today by trusting me, you know, by educating me, by giving me all the tools to understand how this is done. So in this way, we do the same for our women, you know, they come to us with a business idea, a viable business idea that is always, always followed by passion, you know. Passion is so important in what you do because starting a business nowadays is really hard. So if you don't have passion, the first door that you're going to hit, you're going to give up. That's right. Because it's like, you know, it's let's too say you hard. Want, exactly. Yeah. Let's say I want to start a business cooking, but I don't like cooking. Well, first time I see this doesn't work. I'm like, well, I don't even like cooking. I'm not doing this. So passion and passion also is the catalyst that pushes you, you know, and gives you all that you need for starting that business. So what we do is in our programs, and we have different programs that I'm going to talk in a second, we help them go through this. We guide them. You know, we give them the tools and the information to put it all together because they have it all. It's all in their heart and in, mind, in their mind. So we just help taking that out and put it on a paper to create a business plan, to create a strategy, to register their business, to at the end, you know, create income for them and their families. Absolutely. So what have been some of the greatest rewarding moments for you? I know there are many because you've been there for a few years now, but can you give an example of the types of transformation that you've seen in these women? I mean, from the day that, that they basically qualify for your program into when they graduate from your program. Yes. So um, in order to answer this question, I'm just going to go a little bit to our programs. Sure. It's, Perfect. It correlates. So the way we help these women is through three different models. One is called Entrepreneur Training for Success. is a three-month class in which uh, we help them build their business plan and uh, teach them how to pitch their business. So that's when they come with that idea and we give them all the tools to put it all together. And our hope is always after the three months, they go out there and they register the business and they start doing it. The second one is called Grow My Business, and it's a six-month class for people that are already in business, they're registered, and it's much more an analytical class that helps them find strategies, you know, to grow. Like, if you're selling on a website, you're selling marketplaces, uh, you have your regulars, but how do you get to be national? How do you get to be in Whole Foods or something like that? And the third one is called Entrepreneur Services, and it's everything else that we do for them, from workshops, coachings, um, marketplaces, networking opportunities, and all that. And now to answer your question, the moment that uh, 
makes me always cry because it, it is it, it it does make me cry when they come at the beginning for the first program and I make sure that I interview at ninety percent of the the students and we have right now five classes so. I make time in my schedule to interview them because I want to get to know them. When they talk about their business, they're like, so my name is, and I want to have a cupcake business. But even their voice is down, right. their body, their position. And that's it because they do not have the information. They do have the idea, right? Mm-hmm. But you can see how they stay because they still don't believe in themselves that they can do this. They still don't believe that she can actually have a cupcake business that she can actually sustain herself and her family. So you can see that. And in three months, after three months, we have a business pitch celebration where they pitch their business in front of judges that give feedback. You remember because you were a judge. Yes, it was awesome. I love that. So for me, in three months from seeing that woman sitting in my office, barely talking, and I have to fish information out of her because she has it, but she doesn't say it, right? To seeing somebody there for three minutes and she would talk more than three minutes, the way she talks. And you remember, you know, how confident they are about their business, how they know they're going to succeed. They know these are my prices. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to sell it. This is my margins. That moment always leaves me in awe because it's just the three months, you know, it's just three months and it's like a butterfly effect. (laughs) <laughs> the change is amazing and we would not be able to do that without the help of the mentors, the guest speakers. We count so much on our professional volunteers in the community that help us put this to That's so great. Well, that's definitely something I want to touch upon because we have so many wonderful businesses, especially in the Washington, D.C. area, but all over the world. And one way to give back is looking for programs like yours where we have all the skill sets we've had to develop and learn and grow our business. And we've made a lot of mistakes as well as business owners. So being able to work with organizations like yours, volunteer our time, I mean, it does so much for the soul. So, you know, it's not just about getting your name out there and promoting your brand always. It's really, truly um, supporting others that really you were there when you first started your business, well, at least I was there, scared all by myself, feeling completely isolated inside my own head. And then I go and I see these beautiful women with their passion. I'm like, wow, you know, let's support by basically sharing the knowledge of what not to do sometimes, not just what to do and the success stories, but helping them along the way with those things. So I encourage our listeners who have businesses and would like to volunteer and participate and give of their time, because time is just as critical, if not more, um, you know, than money, although money is important to sustain your programs. Um, I really invite them to learn more about you. Can you talk a little bit about how the program is being able to be funded and sustained and what kinds of support um, are you looking for to continue these different um, opportunities that you're offering to these women in our community? Yes. So AAA is, uh, we're founded different ways, but we count a lot on the, on grants, on government grants by location, of course, and a lot of, uh, um, how uh, say corporation foundation that help us, but also individuals. So it's a little bit of everything that's on the monetary side, but our in-kind contributions that you were just saying, you know, from people volunteering and helping us. Since I've been at EWI, it was always equal 
to our budget in cash, mm-hmm. which I find that coming from a country where people don't give anything for free, to put it this way, you know, mm-hmm. I find it amazing how you can have hundreds and thousands of dollars in in-kind contribution for people giving their time. So in my urges, uh, besides the fact of, of course, you know, if somebody wants to help a woman go through the program and, you know, sponsor a woman to feel free to uh, go to our website and um, do that. But if that is not the case, please just reach out to find a place in the organization as a professional volunteer. You know, there's so many different roles from trainer and training, from mentor, from guest speaker, from coach, from being a judge at the pitches, from being just a volunteer at one of the events. There's a million of places that uh they could help but and also when i work with the professional volunteers i make sure that it's a win-win situation you know that's great well let me ask you this we talked a little bit about the businesses and business owners and mentors out there let's talk about the women who are actually interested in your program you know the women in your perfect target uh, audience or target demographics who want to actually or need the development how would they go about learning more getting in touch with you and qualifying to take the courses and to get involved in the program. Okay. So even if we say we serve uh, immigrants, refugee, and low-income Americans, I want to tell you that I have seen everything here. You know, that's not where we just close the doors. I ha- We had had in our class high-income Americans, you know, mm-hmm. people that were in transition. Like, Correct. you know, I had uh, somebody that was a uh, big executive in uh at the FDA and she always wanted to have her business, but she had no idea where to start, you know, after she retired. So this program was the perfect uh, opportunity for her. So we are always in the community and reaching out and doing outreach and looking for the women that need that second, you know, need that uh, place where they can make this dream come true in order to create more, um, more income for their family and sustainability and the process is a lot of them reach out to us uh, by uh, applying on our website and a lot of them they're referred a lot of our clients are referred by other clients that have been to our program and that is amazing that says how our program is you know, oh, if the alumni refer other people, we also the alumni are mentors, our trainers now. It's it, it is great, and the process is after they uh, applied or they've been referred to us, there is uh, an interview that um, I usually take where uh, we go deep in it. You know, we always look for to get to know the person. You know, personal too, but also the business side too, because. And I'm stating again, it's having a business nowadays and in the area that we are, it's really hard because you can find anything and for a good price. Right. You know, you have big chains of stores that everything is really cheap and affordable in it. So how is your, if you're making purses, how is your purse going to stand up? So in that interview, it's where we determine if uh, there is enough, you know, there is a good, solid, viable business idea. Great. And then after that, then you, they just basically have an yes. uh, opportunity to apply for different programs um, mm, or qualify no. for different programs? No, when they apply, they apply for the program that they want. Gotcha. 
like that, they apply only for Grow My Business and it says the requirement is for them to be in business or the entrepreneur training for success if they want to start a business. And after that, if we accept them, we enroll them and they start the class. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, this is very fascinating. I mean, I know that I've been a judge and thank you for allowing me to be a part of that. It was definitely a wonderful experience to see all these brilliant ideas and it's actually unfolding before your eyes. I mean, these are true viable businesses and they've got everything ready to go and, and ready to launch, really. It's pretty um, amazing what can happen in three months and the transformation that one can go through uh, on a personal level in three months. So, you know, commend you all for the hard work and the great programs that you have. Now, um, Alexandra, can you let our audience know how they can uh, reach you or uh, what the website address is and how they can, um, you know, reach out and, and get more information? Yes. So the easier way is to go on our website, that is ewint.org. And that's a great way if you want to mentor, if you want to volunteer as a professional, but also if you want to apply for our programs. And also, uh, my email is alex at ewint.org. If you want to just get in touch with me, you know, to have a cup of coffee and talk how we can work together to help this women's, uh, please email me or go to our website and see more information. And we would love to hear from you. And also, we are getting ready now for the pitches, so I'm really looking for judges. So if anybody out there, you know, that has experience in business and want to be a judge to hear women pitch and give their feedback, please reach out to me. That's wonderful. It's, it was an amazing opportunity and, and experience for me. So I invite everyone who is interested, please do reach out to Alexandra. And I know that if you have any questions about being a judge, please reach out to me as well. I'm happy to share my experience with you. Well, Alexandra, thank you so much for your time. And we at the SOAR Community Network are so honored and delighted to be partnering up with you um, in terms of different initiatives and programs. And couldn't imagine a better partner um, having the experience and, and knowledge that you have in your organization and the programs, as well as my own personal journey and background of being a an immigrant, a child refugee of war, coming here and having my own business. So it's a personal connection, and I'm so grateful that we connected. And um, you know, looking forward to doing so much more with uh, with you and EWI. Same here, Molly. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for always supporting us. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. And uh, we look forward to um, bringing you more and more great information, content and insights in the future. Stay tuned for more and thank you for your time and your support. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.